and our our things to where it brings us pleasure and us glory and, and instead of God getting the glory and living for His will. And so we want to live there. And so we can't enjoy the full benefits of what God has to offer because we're still living for ourselves and trying to call ourselves saved. I'm not preaching that you're not saved today. What I am preaching is that you need to realize that being saved is more than just saying a few prayers and just sitting here not doing nothing else. Not reading the Word of God. Not not sacrificing of your own self so that God can be glorified. And God can be glorified through your life no matter if you're 12 years old or 82 years old. If you're still here, He wants to be glorified in your life today. So heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. If indeed we, this is, this is that word we don't like to, like to read. If we suffer with Him. Suffer with Him. Well, this, He's supposed to be all good stuff that God gives me. It is, but in this, in this evil world, it's not all good stuff you're going to go through, and we know that. Jesus went through a lot of bad things on this earth. And so when His disciples, every one of them that followed Him, died a horrible death. So they had to suffer with what Christ went through and believing in Him just as we're going to suffer in this world. Spiritually, and it could be physically at some point. We don't know. But we're going to suffer. Why? Because we need suffering in our life to appreciate what God's done for us. Okay? Sorry. You need that suffering. If you don't have suffering and pain, how are you going to... How are you going to God, you, God's just feeding you on a silver spoon. And that's what we want. It's what we'd love to have. It's what we all just, you know, I, could, I wish I could get up here and preach. Hey, everybody got you silver spoons today. This guy's going to fill it up. Fill it up. That would be great. But guess what? If Jesus went through suffering, all the disciples went through suffering, all the apostles, all the apostles read about went through suffering on this earth, then you're going to go through some suffering on this earth. The difference is, like Paul who went through all kinds of suffering, knew who he was in Christ, and went through those sufferings, giving Jesus the glory and honor and praise through everything that he went through. That's the difference. And that's what we have to come in our life to do when those thoughts of of whatever go on. Because Satan knows where you can be easily tempted and bombarded in your life. And that's what he's throwing in you every day. Every day. It could go from a diet Mountain Dew to pornography. Adultery, fornication, all of that. And that's where he's going to throw in your face every day. Then you have to, well, you have to say, no, 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 that's not who I am anymore. I'm not going to let this go. I'm not going to let this, this temptation overwhelm me today. Why? Because I know who I am in Christ. I am an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And there's nothing the devil can do to combat that. Nothing at all. So he can try to tempt you more and put more things in your way, but then you have to every day know who you are because you're in a battle every day of your life for, for, for your soul and your spirit and what God wants and what you want what the devil wants. You're in a battle every day. So then we, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Also be glorified together. Back to Ephesians this morning. Back in verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 2. 
So for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished his flesh, the enmity that is, the law of the commandments that contained an ordinance so, so as to create in himself one new man from the two. So Gentile and Jew or Israelite can all become one. It doesn't matter anymore. There's no race. There's no color. There's nothing like that in the body of Christ that he sees. And so Jesus came to separate and bring together everything to where there have to be, there can be no more No more separation. No more separation. What it takes to come to God is to call on His name, repent of your sins, let Him be Lord of your life. That's what it takes to come before the throne of God. And so, Jesus came and says, thus making peace that that He may reconcile them both to God and one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And He came and preached peace so you were so far afar off as to those who were near. For through Him, through Jesus in Christ, we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So since you have been born again, if, if that's you today, if you've been born again, and know Jesus Lord of your life, you are no longer a stranger. No longer a stranger. You, you can come before the presence of God. You have the right to come sit at the table with Jesus. In prayer and in supplication with Him, you have that right. You have that, that power and authority. Because with knowing who we are in Christ comes knowing what power and authority we have over the devil and over circumstance in our life in this world each and every day. We've been redeemed. We're no longer strangers. Because now He sees us as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Is what it tells us. And that was in, I think, Romans. But He says, he says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He no longer sees you for your past, for what you've done wrong, when you've asked forgiveness of those sins. He don't see those things. He sees you as, this is my child. This is a um, he, he, she, and that can only be two. I'm not going to say it. It's going to be a he or she. We can't be they's or them's, all right? There's none of that going on. Not in the body of Christ. In this world there is, but not in the body of Christ. You, wherever you are, male or female, are now a child of God if Jesus is Lord of your life. You repented of your sins. And so with that, you are no longer a stranger. You are no longer a stranger. You are a fellow <coughs> citizen with the saints. You're, you're in there. You're in there. But if we don't watch it, what happens is that we know, we're, we, know we should be there. We know we should, and we know God does not see me for my sins and see me for those things, but yet we won't enter in to where we need to be because, again, we're still seeing ourselves for those things that we've done in the past. And one problem is, is we haven't let go of everything in the past and we're still hanging on doing those things that we did in the past, trying to live a double life and it doesn't work. Because Jesus had a name for all those people that tried to do that. What did He call them? Hypocrites. Hypocrites. So to be in Christ, we know we cannot be a hypocrite. We cannot be anything but what God's called us to be. 
So we have access to all of the benefits of heaven because we're no longer strangers. We're fellow citizens and members of the household of God. That means we can come in and we can come up to the throne of God and say, God, here I am. I'm one of your children. I need you right now. Come work with me in my life. And, and with that comes, we have to come before God. We talked about this before, that holy fear, that holy fear of God. And it's not like we children today come demanding of their parents stuff. I see that. I've heard that. I'm like, you tell your mama that, boy. You need to yeah, give me this, give me that. I want this. I want that. That's not how we go to God in prayer. You realize that, don't you? That's not holy fear of Almighty God. That's not that. When we come before God, it says we can come boldly now before the throne of grace. But boldly means, God, I come to you with all reverence, honor, glory, respect. Whatever it is I can give you, I come to you right now, right now with me. And, Father, take these things and remove them from my life so that my will can line up with yours and I can go on today what I need today and then I can go on tomorrow what you have for me tomorrow and then we can walk daily with Christ as we need to. So if we're not doing that, then I'm telling you what we said last week about prayer. The daily bread, give us today our daily bread. If you're hanging on for today for what you need and this tries to carry you on even to Wednesday, you're not going to have what you need for Wednesday by trying to eat off what you got today. How many like leftovers for three days in a row? Nobody, right? Nobody. Why? Because we need the nourishment of God in our life fresh and anew every day. Every day. Sure, we can go back and listen to this and read these words, but when you're doing that, you're filling yourself up for that day. You're not trying to think, now what did Pastor say the other day? Yeah, that's good. I'm good today. That ain't, that ain't what it's about. We've got to get out of that mindset and get in the Word of God as He's called us to. All right, verse 20. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, and whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. You are a holy temple. You, if you've been born again, are need to consecrate yourself as a holy temple. Unto Jesus, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. God, the Spirit of God living inside of you. You need to be that dwelling place. So that means these other things in your life that's getting in the way, you need to move out. And make, make sure that God has His place in your life where He needs to. And that He's first and foremost in your life. Alright. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. I'm going to read on past 17 and 18, Brad. So, but we're going to start in verse 17. Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone, anyone, how many people in here are anyone's? There's like 90% of the people. Okay, I did see. Maybe all the hands went up. I'm glad all of you realize you're anyone's. You're anybody's. <laughs> you are created in the image of God. That means you are an anyone. If anyone, anyone is in Christ, he is, she is, a new creation. Old things have passed away. Old things. Those things we did in the past should not be prevalent in our life day to day as, as we live our, and, and walk in our relationship with Jesus. They should, not be, they should not be fought and foremost in our life. 
Should not be there. Will they, will they try to bother us? Yes. Why? Because the devil wants you to be defeated every day. He don't want you to realize who you are in Christ and the power that you have living on the inside of you because he knows that that power already defeated him, took the keys of hell and death and everything away from him. Right? And paraded him around. Paraded him around in hell like he was nothing. Drug, I can just picture Jesus dragging him around by the nap of his head. Just drag, come on. You want some more? And so that's the way we've got to realize who we are. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. And behold, all, all things have become new. All things, all things have become new. Now, all things, now since all things have become new, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. So when Jesus was on this earth, God was in Him. The Spirit of God was in Him. And He wanted the world to be reconciled to Him. Why? Because He wanted it back to the order that He created it in. He wanted that relationship, that personal relationship with, with, the, with His most precious being that He created. There's not an animal, there's not a tree, there's not an insect, there's not anything else that people want to worship and put above men, above mankind, that is more precious in God's sight than what we are. He says we are His best creation. We are the ones that He created for, for His pleasure. For His, and so we need to realize that in Christ, I am created for God's pleasure on this earth. That includes that I have to do the pleasure that I want should be the pleasure that He has for me. So what I want to do should be in line with Him. So I have to die to my will, just like Paul said, every day die to myself. And, and so if I don't, then I'm going to live for myself for a while. Until I realize, hey, Holy Spirit's like, you need to quit. Shut up. You don't have to say that. You don't have to do that. You need to come back where you need to be. And so, he's all things are of God. He's reconciled us. So, verse 19, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. He was not charging you with your trespasses. He could have. He could have. But he didn't. And He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, now, now that you have been forgiven, now that you are a child of God, now that you know you're in Christ, you are an ambassador. What is an ambassador? We all know. We send them all over the world. They take the United States to that part of the country and they speak for the United States. So now you are an ambassador. You are a child of God. You have a, 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 a calling on your life whether you think so or not. It says it right here. Because you just said you're anyone, and then he didn't exclude anyone when he said this. You are ambassadors. So you have a right to speak for Jesus in this world. You have that right and need to be doing it. If we send an ambassador from this country to another, another country, and they didn't speak on behalf of the United States, what good would it be for them to be there? What, what does it matter? You know, if they're going to speak against us, if they're going to do all this, then they don't need to be ambassadors for the United States. So we're ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For He made Him, love this, He made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin. No sin. Jesus did not know sin at all. He was tempted in all points as we are, yet He never sinned in His life. Never did. He never gave in to those temptations. 
to be sin for us. What does that mean? That means when Jesus was on the cross, God said, all sins of mankind are poured out on you. As he bled, as he died there, all of my sin, past, present, and future. And that was over 2,000 years ago Jesus did that. So that's a lot of sin of mankind in 2,000 years. A lot of sin. And so even then, up to that point, there was a lot of sin on this earth. Back in Jesus' day. And he's like, no, I'm pouring it all on Jesus right now. All on Jesus. He's going to be the final sacrifice for that. Think of that. Think of what Jesus done for you and all the sin that you've done in your life. And he took all of that for you. Took all of that for each and every one of us. A lot of people that's been in this world before Jesus and since Jesus walked on this earth. A lot of people. And he done all of that for us. Took him to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You might become in right standing with God because of Jesus. He did all that so you could be that. We take advantage of that each and every day. We take advantage of the grace and mercy that Jesus poured out on our life, thinking that we're good enough, we're fine, we've been saved once, I don't need to do anything else, I'm good, I'll go to church, I'll, I'll say hi to people, I'll be nice, I'll, I'll whatever, I'll smile and wave at them, whatever it is, to think that we're good enough. Now that can be effects of salvation in our life, you being nice to people, but that's not the full totality of being saved. That you've got to know more in your life and you've got to want more. You should want to know more of Him because of what I just said Jesus done for you. Became sin, became your sin that knew no sin so you could be reconciled to God. So you could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And, and get over all these things that are bothering you day in and day out and day in and day out to where it's blinding you from seeing who you truly are through Christ. Who you truly are in Christ. It's blinding people every day. Every day, why? Because we let the things that are right in front of us keep us from seeing what God's got in here. Keep us from hitting our knees and worshiping and praising Him and saying, God, take these things. These things are minute. I shouldn't be letting them bother me every day like they are. I shouldn't just be dwelling on these things. I shouldn't be doing these things. And, and you say, well, i got to pray that every day. Yes, if they're bothering you every day, yes. And you ask the Holy Spirit for comfort, for, for, for strength and guidance and help in your life. And, and the Holy Spirit will direct you to know where to go with the Word of God and what to speak and what to say to the devil. And I'm not trying to holler this morning. I got told last week I hollered a little bit. I promise I'm not. <laughs> I apologize. I don't apologize. You know why? I'm not going to apologize for being passionate about the Word of God. There's no apology there. And so, you know, I, it's, it's my desire to see each and every one in here know Jesus on a personal level every day in their life. Not just play like you do on Sundays, but every day. Every day. Why? Because... As a pastor, I want to see you grow spiritually. I've said that numerous times, and I'll say it more. And that the only way you're going to do it is not just in here, it's in the Word of God. And the only way you can start to grow spiritually is when you surrender your life to Jesus. And you, you surrender your will and make His will first in your life. That's the only way you're going to do it. That's the only way. Because why? We have been reconciled to Him. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand this morning.